0: Welcome to the Prep Pick Report Podcast, hosted by Papa Pick himself, Paul Rudy.
1: Welcome to PPR Podcast number 30. Everybody knows Bert Grossman. My name is Paul, and in the hot seat, sitting in the middle between us, is new head football coach at Torrey Pines High School, Coach Robbie Collins. Coach, welcome.
2: Thank you for having me on. How are you guys? Great, I am well.
1: Before we get started, I just have to do this really quickly. In my hand, I have three signed Burt Grossman <laughs> autograph pictures. They are going out to you, Mr. Miller, in case you're watching this podcast. I am putting them in the envelope, and I will mail them today, so you'll have them hopefully later this week. Uh, I appreciate you sending them in. Bert signed them. You acknowledge that you signed them?
2: Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, just for authenticity. These okay. are the compare. All right. Sorry,
0: Robbie. He doesn't usually do this. Yeah. Uh, all right.
2: Well, we're, uh, we're used to it. We had we had people sending Dwayne Bickett cards here for a while.
1: All right, <laughs> all right Coach. Congratulations. Uh, you were the heir apparent for for a while back, right? I mean, they would had a succession plan in place prior to any knowledge that Coach Gladnick was moving on.
2: Yeah, that had been the plan. I'm um, very grateful to Ron for for how he helped me prepare for this position. Um, and we're super excited for him. He's going to do a great job down there. Um, just give him time, and he's he's going to get that thing rolling. But um, kept a core group of guys here that I can lean on that are smart that I trust. Uh, we're uh, we're excited.
0: So I I always thought Ron would be there forever, like Coach Burke. I didn't know you guys already had a little succession plan going on. So I mean, was it? Did you know? I mean, we all kind of. I don't know if you did, but I kind of got. I think a lot of people were taken by surprise by him getting that job and taking that job, were you aware that he was even applying for it?
2: It did happen quickly, um, we, we knew what was going on, he kept us in the loop. Uh, and like I said, we're, we're fired up for him. Uh, I'm grateful to, to our administration here that they got this done quickly. Um, Cuz we wanted to get word out to our parents and our kids, most importantly, that we had a plan. Um, the show was gonna go on and, and we, were, we were gonna be just fine.
1: So the $64,000 question is, what changes now that there's a new head coach in Falconland? Uh, the wing tee stay, or are you going to start suddenly becoming an aerial circus?
2: We'll We'll keep the wing tee around. That'll be our core. That'll be our, uh, our identity. Um, I was talking with Sean Sovacool on, on Sunday, actually, um, and he talked about, he was comparing our offense, that we're like In-N-Out. We don't do a lot, but we're good, um, and we don't want to be like cheese, Cheesecake Factory that kind of does uh, too much. Uh, so that'll be our... <laughs> That'll be our DNA, uh, but you know, we want to play the game the same way. Be tough, be smart, um, and just be a humble group of ball uh, players out there.
0: So what happens now, I mean, cuz this is kind of cuz I mean, you and, and Coach Gladnick are good friends. I mean, you guys have all been together as a core group. What happens if he goes down the street? Who, where do the coaches go? Do you guys start like, is it like dating? You guys start courting all the other coaches to stay with you or to go with him or how's that work?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of guys um, that are just loyal to Torrey Pines. They love Ron too, uh, but it's this program, it's a school that's that's special. Um, a lot of those guys that are on campus teachers too. Uh, we had one coach go down with, with Ron, uh, but like I said, we kept the core group together here. Um, Scott Ashby will be our defensive coordinator. Um, and that was, that was a really easy decision to, to turn to him. Um, and he did a great job working for Ed. Um, he makes it fun. Um, allows kids to 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 play fast so um, we got a good group looking for a few more um but we got some good irons in the fire we'll we'll put this thing together here soon
1: and who runs the offense is that your is that your uh
2: yes i will keep comp plays um i've been doing that kind of most of the last five six years um you know we kind of dabbled in the spread there for a little bit with danny and he was an exceptional coach i learned a lot from him um, and happy to see where uh, where he's going to now but we will be We'll be wing team. We'll adjust to our personnel, um, play to our strengths, but um, we'll uh, we'll we'll let things continue here.
0: And did Danny Danny took a job in Europe, didn't he? He
2: he did, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the Vienna Vikings is what I saw.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, so, you know, it's always impressive with you guys. I think the culture because we, we would do games and we go to a lot of sidelines and, and you can always tell a teams' culture on the sideline whether they're winning or losing and, and you guys are always so impressive in that matter. What, so I, I guess, again, nothing changes that the head guy goes, I mean, because the culture still stays there, right?
2: That's the hope, yeah. Um, and it's, it's the kids, you know, um, year to year. Um, teams are going to have their different personalities, but we got a bunch of guys that like to work hard. Um, Brian Sipes, our head freshman coach, and, and he and I had a conversation a few years back that I know society's changed a lot, but kids still gravitate to things that are humble and hard. Um, and I think that's what football is. Um, so I think we just, you know, we, we try to keep that at the, the, the forefront of what we do, um, you know, and you guys know this, it's the greatest team sport ever, uh, you know, it teaches you more than, more than anything else, I think, in, in the high school experience, um, so we're just excited to give that opportunity to our, to our guys.
1: All right, now, this is my opinion based on my observations, so anything that comes out of my mouth in the next 30 seconds is just Paul Rudy's opinion. So please, I have no inside dealings or anything. But it seemed to me that there was a rift that developed between school administration and Coach Gladnick during the let them play period, where the school was wanted to be, you know, stay masked up and follow all that and, and Coach Gladnick was a big proponent to getting that spring season. And there seemed to be a rift there. Whether, one, you can tell me if I'm wrong, and secondly, is that part of the reason, is, it, it, like, is, that the, is the administration behind football at Torrey Pines High School?
2: So I'd say two things. Number one, what Ron and his, his team did was unbelievable. Uh, that was a very commendable act that they did. And it was weeks and months that they were just grinding to get that thing done. Um, and what he and, and his crew did was, was, was remarkable and getting sports back for, for all of California, not just high school football. Um, you know i'll just speak to, to my relationship with our admin um, i know we have their support um, like i said earlier rob our principal was amazing in getting this done quickly um, so that we could continue on with our our program here and, and uh, playing falcon football the way we want to Wait,
0: did you answer the question, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hear an answer. Well, there be, answer.
1: <laughs> because, I, you know, Coach leaving Torrey Pines caught me off guard. I, I thought he yeah. was there forever. And no, so I, you don't leave if you're super, super happy.
2: That's a, that's a, it's a fair question. Uh, you know, and I know is a school that's very, very appealing to Ron. Um, and, and he and I and our conversations that we've had lately, he's enjoying the different landscape and the ability to go out and, and get guys, um, you know, and they will get that thing rolling. It's a matter of time. Um, and I've had conversations with, with other coaches in our, in our county that hopefully it kind of levels out the playing field, um, you know, amongst the the, the, the the schools that are getting a lot of talent. Um, and that way when the Carlsbads and the Torrey Pines and Costas, when we play those guys in the playoffs, um, hopefully that disparity isn't quite as wide um, in terms of the talent.
0: And it is. It's, it's, I guess it's hard It's hard to build a program nowadays in, in public-wise, I mean, as opposed to private. I mean, private has so many more advantages than public. It's just hard. It's hard to build a program. And
1: especially when you have the, the King Kong of high school football teams, you know, 100 steps from your front door. I mean, Cathedral Catholic is always on the horizon as far as everything you do, I would assume, correct?
2: absolutely and they do a great job i mean offensively defensively special teams they're sound they're not just talented they're really good at what they do Um, and they execute their kids play hard Um, you know what we need to do one of my goals is getting more two sport athletes on our campus so we need to recruit our own our own campus um, and get those guys that are playing lacrosse and basketball and soccer uh, to come out and play football Um, so that's something we're working on right now and hopefully that improves the depth of of our roster Um, but yeah, we got our challenges, but every school does, and we've just got to find ways to, uh, to overcome them.
0: So I guess that goes back to, so you, you do have, like, the the dynasty, so to say, or the Alabama 100 steps away from you. I mean, do you think it's, either way, again, this, this would be like the Paul Rudd, Roo- mm-hmm. is it wise to run the exact same offense that they do, knowing that, I mean, the only way to pull away from Cathedral is to say, I don't want to run the wing T, pretty much. I mean, everybody knows that. I don't want to. You know whether that's a lineman that doesn't want to do that, Mm -hmm. or a quarterback, because every running back wants to do it. But receivers don't want to do it. Isn't that the way to compete 100 feet away? Is to have a more exciting offense that might lure kids to say, "I'm not. I'd love to go to Cathedral, but I don't want to run the wing tee."
2: Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, And we know we've had some guys go other places because you know they didn't want to play in this system. You know, I think we love this offense for the same reasons they do. It's physical. It's tough. Um, You know, we control the uh, the tempo of the game. It helps our defense. Um, they're more physical and how they're attacking offenses. And, you know, you guys are absolutely right. They are a rival that right down the street, um, when we played them in the final in 2018, um, and they mounted a great comeback and and played a better second half than we did. They outcoached us in the second half, um, offensively. Um, you know, I did not do a great job there in the second half, but I think it can be done. Um, I think every decade we'll have three to four teams that can hang with those guys. Uh, and we just got to make hay when, when we have it and, and uh, take advantage of those opportunities. But we can move the ball against them. Um, obviously, it's an advantage for them that they know us, and it's an advantage for for our defense that we know them. Um, but I just, I believe so much in the offense. I learned a ton from Danny um, that has kind of stuck around a little bit in our, our pass game. Uh, but it's just, it's our it's our DNA. And I, I, I honestly think the kids, I know the kids enjoy playing in it.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's the, that's all, the, and I mean, the wing tee fascinates me, not 10 years ago, but nowadays with social media and kids with, you know, wanting stars and everything else, it's, it, I imagine it's hard to put on an offense that you really don't see on Sunday or Saturday when these kids watch TV or when they play Madden or they play their video games. They just, mm-hmm. it's hard to, I, I would imagine at that age, it's hard to get them to certain, and certain positions it's great for, but other ones it's, yeah. I think, detrimental to a point.
2: Yeah, and I, I think they do buy in um, at the end of the day, whatever, whether you're running the wing T, the spread, you know, more of a pro under center, under center system like the Rams do. Uh, you got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to score points. Um, and it's about getting athletes the ball in space. Um, I think spread systems do that through their RPOs and, and that type of stuff. We do that through our misdirection. Um, but there's no better feeling than being in the fourth quarter. Of a football game, you have the lead, or it's a one-possession game. You're running the football. They know what you're going to run. They can't stop it. Um, and our kids, our kids love it. And they they eat that stuff up.
1: What is that called? Uh, establishing your dominate or your will, You're imposing your will. Imposing your will. Imposing. Thank you. Imposing your yeah. will. Yeah. All right. Uh, we had uh, Tristan McCoy on last week, along with Eric Weddle, the heir apparent, head coach at Rancho Bernardo. But I asked Tristan. About the state of high school football in San Diego, expecting him to wax poetic, saying all you know things are the state of the union is good, state of the county is good. I didn't get that vibe from him. In fact, I he pulled up short, but he. It seemed like we didn't have enough time. We we didn't hmm. have enough time to go into it, which we will do at another time. But he had reservations about the way, the direction of football and how it's going, how. Maybe his beef is the haves and the have-nots and and the discrepancy there. We really didn't get into it all that much, but I'll ask you the same question. Is the sport healthy here in San Diego County?
2: I think overall the sport is healthy because of what the the game teaches itself. Uh, But I do agree with what Tristan was saying. Um, I have no problem with the private schools, whether it's Cathedral, Saints, um, Helix, they're, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to recruit, um, so I don't have any issue with that. Um, I just get concerned with what we're teaching kids at, at any school, at any level of football, um, with the transferring. Um, you know, when things get difficult, um, you know, we change our scenery and, and we kind of move on without facing that adversity and, and overcoming it. So um, it is what it is. We can't control it. Um, we can control our guys and how hard we're going to work and how hard we're going to play. Um, but I think it's it's a great question. I think it's an important conversation that needs to be had. Um, but there are there are issues, and it's the same things happening in college football. Um, but there's been a there's been a lot of societal changes. So, um, but I believe we can win here, uh, and I believe in our kids and our our community.
1: Seems like it started at the NBA level with the creation of yeah. super teams and you know it's now you know when lebron and everybody went to miami and yeah i think it started slowly i mean when
0: i was in college i mean you could transfer first of all high school nobody transferred and then in college you'd have to sit out a year and then there wasn't even free agency in the nfl at the time but now it's i guess you can kind of move everywhere within a year i mean it's it's
1: people got yeah. tired of losing in court uh <clears throat> the cif has no they don't have the manpower to monitor i i'm the, Mr. The, our friend, the commissioner, would say, hey, it's, it's not an issue, that the, the transfer rate is not any higher than it was five years ago, eight years ago. I respectfully... I See, and I kind of agree. I just think we didn't have the social media.
0: I mean, I, I remember kids, you know, in the 90s playing one sport at this school, and then the next sport season they would go to a different school, and, and a different school, and it was an East County school. I'm not going to say who. Um, but, you know, I, I think we didn't have social media, so we just didn't have the exposure to it. It just seems to me
1: uh, that kids are moving a lot more easily and more frequently, and you're you're seeing kids now play at three different high schools in the span of what? I mean, that's yeah, just insane.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, and it's it's a, I would love to listen to that podcast with um, whoever you guys have on for that. But I, it's something that needs to be discussed. But like I said, we can't control it, so we're going to work our tails off, get our kids prepared, do things the right way, um, teach them to be great men for the rest of their life, and. We'll try and win as as many games as we can each year.
0: Coach, when do you guys start spring football?
2: We're going to go the last two weeks of May. So our school year is actually getting done one week earlier. We used to do three weeks. um, But with how many guys we're going to have playing spring sports um, and with the seven on seven stuff starting this past Sunday, you know we're kind of ahead of where we used to be um, going into spring because we started already. Um, So our emphasis once we get to spring will really be on our our run game um, because Pass-wise and coverage-wise, defensively, most everything's going to be in. I can, uh, I can tell the, you're uh, not
1: a fan. This seven-on-seven
0: <laughs> stuff. Well,
1: do you have? A, <laughs> I, I, it seems like everybody has their own seven-on-seven affiliate. Do you, do you have your own seven-on-seven squad?
2: We've kept the dirty birds rolling. Yeah, we, we played. <laughs> uh, we played that <laughs> Sunday. Um, it's it There's benefits even for us, and obviously for our defense. Um, you know, they're going against the, the the empties and the spread sets that they're going to see in the regular season. Um, and for us, we're running what we're going to run um, come the fall. So there's there's still huge benefits for us. It's just fun to let the kids start competing. Um, so I'm for doing this stuff, um, and the kids the kids have a blast. Like I t- it's it's organized pickup football, you know, um, which is you know what everybody wants to do for as long as they can. So um, there's definitely benefits in it for us.
0: Any fancy new uniforms for the Dirty Birds or anything like that? Anything flashy?
2: Uh, there's, there's a new set coming in for the Falcons. Um, so we had, we had black and white last year, um, which were new. We switched to Nike, but we'll get a, we've got a Cardinal set coming in for next year. So.
1: Oh, very cool. uh, I look forward to that. Hey, uh, what are are you, are as we wrap this up, how are your numbers? Are you, are you, uh, still as many kids playing football?
2: Our numbers are great. We had the biggest JV team we've had in a long time last year. Um, and we were kind of scratching our heads about that ourselves. So we didn't know if because they kind of just rolled right from that spring season into the next one. So they all just kept going. Um, you know, I think a part of it was um, kids just kind of being locked down for a while, not being able to do anything. So they want to experience as much as they can um, now that they're able to go play sports again. But our numbers are great. Um, we had a strong freshman group last year. Uh, but I think I think the, the sport of football is as healthy as it's been. Um, I was actually listening to some of your guys' previous podcasts, and it's been made a lot safer. I know it's a different game, but I think they have to do that for the for the livelihood and the, the health of the sport long term.
0: Absolutely,
1: we have to make him we have to send him a special souvenir for actually listening to our podcast. <laughs> I know. <that's> <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> hey, uh, last question: How good is uh, Gladnick at the uh, grill? Is he really as good as all the video? And, or is that He's like, yeah, Is that like the is, is Instagram that some other girls show?
0: that have the filters? But you see him in person. Have you ever seen one of the well, prime rib in person?
2: Well, he he left his barbecue here. It's sitting it's sitting back there in the uh, the equipment room. I might go drop it off at his house soon. Um, <laughs> but he so what he grilled this past weekend was actually for a uh, a Tory Pines dinner, an auction item that somebody had bought at the uh, the golf tournament back in the summer. So I actually picked it up from his house. Took it to the dinner. It was it was very good. Um, he gets a lot of the meat from Cecil's down in Bay Park. Yeah, sure. Uh, he'll order it from everywhere throughout the country too. But um, honestly, I love when he's, the brats are my personal favorite. So uh, now you're so singing. Be, uh,
1: you're talking to this Wisconsin boy. Have you ever had a brat? Good brat. I have. I have. <laughs> All right. I have, thank you. Well, Coach uh, Collins, we appreciate you making time for us and. Uh, we look forward, uh, obviously, your Torrey Pines is always part of the game of the week, somewhere along the line, if not twice, sometimes multiple times. So uh, we look forward to seeing you in the fall, if not sooner.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Whatever you need, we're, uh, we're here to help.